everybody, and welcome to Stationary Freaks podcast with myself, Rob Lambert, and... And me, Helen Lizowski. So I hope you're all doing safe and well. Um, in today's episode, we're talking about lockdown and what's kept us busy um, stationary-wise. I mean, obviously, we've not been able to go out and wander around those wonderful stationary stores. We're certainly in lockdown number two here in the UK. Um, so Helen, what have you been up to? What's kept you busy as a stationary freak over the last few months? So what people won't know is we, you and I had that little bet, that little side bet um, about bullet journaling. Uh, you, oh, yes. you did your uh, week of keeping a paper journal just before the first lockdown. And I did a week of using, I think I used Todoist, which you'd recommend it. Um, yes. And I actually thought Todoist was really, really good. Um, however, <laughs> turns out that it's only as good as the sort of structure of your ideas in your head. And my ideas in my head are not hugely structured. So consequently, Todoist got massively became this horrible beast of many things and I started to distrust it. So I have gone back to plain bullet journaling, uh, you know, paper, pens, colours, Rob, you know, those kind of things. I suppose in lockdown though, you've now got the time that it takes to sort of rewrite out your calendar every month and and spend way longer than you need to writing right. stuff. As, as obviously listeners may have listened to in previous episodes, I'm not a massive fan of bullet journaling. Um, I, we actually had a bet before that, didn't we, where I was, I had to keep a bullet journal until I published the very first episode of one of my other podcasts, which spurred me on to get it published. And I, I did actually publish it and stop using the bullet journal pretty quickly. Can I just add to anybody who's even vaguely interested that Rob keeping a bullet journal was not what you'd call, you know, by the book. Um, he kept it because I asked him to. It will be used as exhibit A if ever I can uh, get photos uploaded. It says things like, I'm not writing out the month here or things like that. So not hugely useful. <laughs> and to be honest, there are stickers now, Rob. You can get stickers. So somebody's done like 0 to 31, stick them in and you're done. Oh, that's quite useful, actually. Because yeah, I am a big fan, obviously, of papers and journals and all sorts of stuff. But that whole writing out your calendar stuff, I just, woo, really? That's exactly what a digital calendar provides you or even paper one that's printed. Anyway, so you're back on the bullet journaling. Yeah, how's that going then? Is it you, do you feel more productive because of it? Or? I feel more at peace in my head. So that's quite. It's been quite interesting how much joy I got back just by adding. And you know that I'm not into all the you know me and Pinterest. You know, it's all very well to look at these bullet journals on Pinterest with the 47 years worth of art degree under their belt. Mine is color coded so that I can um, instantly remember. So I use it for variety, and then I use it for memory. Um, and for me, getting just that little bit of colour into my life and the slowness, just slowing down enough to write something down rather than just sling three words into Todoist has been hugely beneficial for me. It's made me feel much better about things. So, yeah, it's been good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Um, when, I, when the first lockdown kicked off in, what was that, April uh, 2020? Was it March, yeah. April, sometime around then? Um, I decided to keep a lockdown zine. So I've been a huge fan of zines. I love, I used to make them uh, as a sort of teenager, used to create these sort of local music and skateboard and basketball zines. And so I thought I'll do a lockdown zine, which is, you know, nice use of my time, take a decent picture, write some notes, um, print it all out, stick it into a piece of paper, and then eventually I've got myself a zine. And it was wonderful. It was great. It was so cathartic. It was proper relaxing. And then I just sort of gave up. It was... 14 15 days in and I just I just lost the enthusiasm and um, did you feel the same way when the first lockdown came in it was kind of like oh wow this is a time to sort of spend on myself to do stuff to obviously spend time with the kids and then 
it just became painful. Yeah, I think that was, I think that's kind of that, that the novelty of having this time that you hadn't expected. You, everybody said, you know, if only I had the time, I would do X. And I don't think any of us really did the things that we thought we'd do. So there was that whole reality hit, which is actually, this is not bringing me enough joy. So I always thought, I always thought if I had time, I would want to write fiction. Absolutely loved it. I, I've, you know, been doing it for years. Turns out, rocking up to your desk every day and writing fiction is not uh, my thing. Because if it was, I would be doing it. And that's the thing. Yeah. So it was really about coming to terms. And I think lots of people had this reality hit with that dip, which is, this is what I really want to do. Only, yeah. And I think there was also a, a kind of optimism dip, which probably took the rest of us, the, you know, all our good intentions with it, which is, you know, lockdown, it's only going to be for a little while. And actually, it's the reality hit in of this is really rubbish and it's taking ages and actually there is no end in sight even if we come out of lockdown everything's different and I think that probably took a lot of people's um optimism and joy away and that's a bit of a shame too but yeah I think lots of projects went by the wayside for that sounds like yours was one of them yeah I mean I've still got the zine you know it's it's kind of nice to look back over it I mean it's you know it wasn't anything exciting but it was just something to look at but you know I think obviously with the weather changing as well and summer now in the past certainly here in the UK it's um yeah and this sort of no end in sight i think it's taken the enthusiasm out of quite a lot of stuff i remember when it first started we were doing the joe wicks um daily exercise and all that sort of stuff it was great with the boys and yeah the reality sort of kicks in and um, i tell you one thing i have been doing though over the lockdown period is i've started journaling again which has been yeah. wonderful it's been so enlightening and sort of therapeutic and get stuff off your chest it's very cathartic um, and actually, I put together an online comms course for part of my other business, and I included an entire section in there about journaling, because when you really look at the science behind it, which is quite strong, there's a huge amount of benefits to journaling. Is this something you do, or do you just stick with your bullet journal for more productive kind of stuff? I am envious of your journaling habit. So the time I keep mm-hmm. a journal, I tend to do it when I start a new job or I start working with a new okay. team or whatever. So it's it's when I can no longer trust my mind to pick up all the new stuff. There's too much new stuff coming in, and then you've got all these uh, little hints and nuggets of information and I can't keep track of them all and I can't remember the themes never at a high level never mind these tiny little indicators that something might be wrong or off or whatever so I tend to journal a lot when I'm in a new environment and I and it's a discipline and it does fade turn off and I always wish I and I always say this to new um, people when they start keep a journal in your new job keep a journal and when they say, oh, well, it's started to fade now, it's like, I know, stick with it as long as you can. Because whenever it finishes yeah. and you stop journaling, you'll always regret it and you'll always wish you'd gone a bit longer. And and I don't think that matters whenever. And, and it's because it's hugely useful. And I don't know the science behind it, but I don't doubt it at all because I feel the benefits when I do that doing it personally Rob it must be amazing so yeah I'm quite envious of that yeah I mean it it took a long time to get the habit going and it is tough you know and I think the hardest part is like what what do I write and the key thing I think for me was you just write it about what you've been doing let's start there you know what have you done today Um, and then it sort of moved into you know kind of dealing with some of the troubles with obviously lockdown and you know 
trying to find more work and all the other stuff that comes into yeah. to life in this sort of weird situation we're in. And, you know, the science is really strong in a number of ways. I mean, it can help you deal with obviously emotional issues, anything that's, that's fairly traumatic, which thankfully at the moment I, I don't have in my life, which is nice. Um, but it also helps you deal with confidence issues, deal with any sort of mental health worries. Um, but also it's really good for the creative outlet. It's good for your sort of um, calm and peacefulness. And it's good at essentially getting ideas out your head as well. And a lot of the good stuff that I've been producing on various other businesses has come out from journaling, just thinking, you know, what's interesting to me? Uh, what am I struggling with? And then being able to turn that into something that other people can hopefully resonate with. So yeah, it's been good. And of course, being a stationary freak, I have flipped between various different notebooks on this. Um, started with a very nice little uh, sort of, I think it's an A5 size, but as you know, my my A number sizing is is never accurate. I'm not very good at that stuff. I think it is an A5 moleskin, nice little soft back one. It's really good, uh, but for some reason, I don't know, I just felt I needed a change, so I switched to an A3, I think, moleskin. Um, no, A4 moleskin. A3 is that big one, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, yes, um, and that's been quite nice. However... The fountain pen that I use bleeds through that one, so I'm not impressed. You know, so I'm, I might go back to the other as, one. As a bullet journal, I could have told you that. Moleskin are no good if you want to use heavy ink on the page. Just go straight Yeah, I mean, the little one's not too bad, but the big one just bleeds yeah. massively. So um, I'll tell you what else I did over lockdown, which was uh, very therapeutic to somebody, and I think you will resonate with this, was I took all of those hundreds, and I mean, literally, I think I had about 104 notebooks of which I have not used yet. So these are things that I've just bought uh, or acquired at conferences and various different things. And and I've ordered them into the cupboard uh, based on size order, which was, you know, complete, you know, I really didn't need to do that. I should have probably been doing something else more valuable, but it was very you know, therapeutic actually to have a look at them. It's nice and neat. And uh, but again, it, it drills home that sort of like, I cannot walk past a stationery st- uh, no. store or a shop without, think oh that notebook looks good do you need it no but it looks good I'm gonna buy and it and that's exactly the same so I I just before this this podcast I did a quick tally up because I've already got all my notebooks that are blank and not used in a plate because this is the essence of bullet journaling all you're doing is organizing your thoughts Rob when you do that so I did exactly the same thing and I have the other side of 40 and I've cleared mine out so when people sort of say how have you done without being able to buy stationery you must be really missing your trips to paper chase or whatever uh, the truth is is no I'm I'm good for the time <laughs> I just need to use the stuff I got and uh, I can go to the shop in my uh, little cupboard and have a look at what I've got and it's you know full of all of them I would have bought because of course I did so <laughs> I don't blame you I'm still buying them though because obviously when you go to I get a Tesco mask on or you know hazmat on and what have you to go shopping and obviously they've got decent you know places like Tesco and Sainsbury's have actually started selling some pretty decent notebooks <laughs> actually particularly Sainsbury's they've got some really nice sort of moleskin competitor type stuff going on and it's a fraction of the price and so yeah I'm still I'm still buying them occasionally. Well I'm terribly upset because the company that I had I think I waxed lyrical about this sometime uh, to you, Rob, possibly on a podcast, I had found that what I considered the perfect notebook for what I used, and it's slightly um, bigger than sort of A6 size. It was slightly wider and it lay flat, and I loved it. Um, and it was a company called Paper, P A I P U R. But sadly, they've gone under. So he's closed the business, the founder's closed the business, and I'm devastated. I have obviously, having bought in bulk, I have got a couple in the cupboard that I'm. Uh, still to work through but I've had to switch over and, and I found um because I was worried obviously that I was going to run out of books it was imperative early in lockdown that I bought myself another book 
just to test it out. And I bought one from a company called Zen Art Supplies. And they're really cool because they've got like down the edges of the page when the book's shut, it's got like these little Japanese motifs. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, I was um, I was browsing on uh, LinkedIn and I discovered a company that produced these things called the Chameleon Whiteboards. And these are essentially whiteboards that basically stick to almost any surface, but you can also plug them together. So you can create like a an entire wall of whiteboard. They sort of bend and there's all sorts of frames so you can get different angles on them and stuff. I emailed the guy and said, look, once we're out of lockdown, I guarantee there'll be many, many teams and people who will want to buy yeah. this. Also started studying for a HR diploma. As with all study, and I'm sure you find this as well, Helen, it's sort of best intentions, going to get a really nice notebook. I'm going to do some wonderful uh, mind maps and Cornell note-taking method and all sorts of cool stuff. I literally got like one day into it and it was just like, you know, capture page to Evernote and that was it. (laughs) It was, uh, I think because it was very theoretical, it still is highly theoretical. There's not a lot of sort of things you have to think through and build for yourself. It's more about just reciting the theory. So it just made a lot more sense to use Evernote. Um, how do you how do you go about studying? I am a post-it note girl. So everything that I do starts on post-it notes. Um, and I was talking to some friends, some mutual friends of ours actually yesterday, and they were laughing when I said that we were recording a Stationary Freaks podcast today. And they were saying, my God, people actually want to talk about post-it notes. <laughs> and I said, it's more than that. But actually, fundamentally, that's how I start everything. Everything starts on post-it notes. So I will, if I'm taking... If I'm learning something new, I will take post-it notes because I don't know how they join together outside of the the person giving the the course. So when you give a training course, um, you've usually got like a story arc and you want to introduce ideas to people in a sensible flow of information so that by the end, everything comes together and everybody understands how you got from A to Z on that. And for me, that's all well and good, but actually... um, some of those ideas connect to, you know, A connects to P halfway through or whatever. And I want to be able to do that. So I tend to take notes on post-its and move them around, which is much easier to do if you are uh, sat at home with a blank wall behind you and a load of sticky post-its than it is to do in an office when you're trying to learn. The, the HR stuff is literally just theory, just remember this and and this is what you need to do. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll be openly honest, I disagree with about 90% of it, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know, when I'm learning something that actually requires you to think and piece things together, then that's when I always go for a mind map um, every day. Just open up uh, MindMaster is my current tool of choice and put those things together because then you can move them around, you can link them, you can connect them, and it's it's all pretty uh, universal and I, I don't have to write stuff out. Helen, I think this has probably been the biggest ramble of podcasts we've ever recorded, <laughs> but I think that's a sort of reflection of the current times that we obviously find ourselves in. Anything else you want to add before we come to a close and declare victory on this one? No, I think this is uh, a fair reflection of how we've used stationery during uh, <laughs> during lockdown and how it's you know kept us differently busy because our busyness has changed from perhaps what it was pre-lockdown so I think actually uh, rambling is probably very reflective <laughs> okay well that's it from uh, myself and Helen so let us know in the show notes and uh, the comments let us know what you've been up to over lockdown how have you sort of fed that uh, I hate to use the word addiction but it kind of is <laughs> it really it? is um, so how have you how have you fed that what have you been up to have you been getting creative what have you been doing in terms of you know being productive or creative using obviously stationary which is the the underlying theme so helen have a wonderful rest of the day mm-hmm. and look forward to recording with you on the next podcast and of course leave those reviews leave us some comments let us know what you want us to talk about 
and uh, look forward to speaking to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.